Hi there, welcome to another King's Daily and really good to be with you again. And we're in 2 Corinthians at the minute. And a warm welcome to you, by the way, if you're here for the first time. My name's Toby, one of the leaders at King's. And uh, we're just working our way through a few verses at a time, um, hopefully to help encourage and, um, and bring something helpful each day through, through the Bible. And um, so I'm going to read verse 9. Um, the Apostle Paul writes this, he says, Therefore, in other words, in light of what he's just been saying, it's really important we read the Bible. We take a few verses, we read them in context and what's been gone before. He says, in light of what I've just said, therefore, we also have as our ambition, whether at home, verse 8, uh, he's just been talking about whether home in the body or absent, again in verse 8, from the body, uh, uh, not in the body, but at home with the Lord, he talks about his desire, his yearning is to be with God. He says, but our ambition is to please him um, and it makes me think about what are my ambitions in life what am I living for what am I striving after what am I going after if I were to get to, when I get to the end of my life to look back um, what have I lived for what have I invested my time and my energies in and for Paul his ambition was to please God it's possible to have selfish ambition there were those that were um, in Philippians uh, Paul talks about those that were uh, their, their, their ambition maybe was more about their reputation before others and looking good in front of others and so on. But for Paul that wasn't the case at all. And he was very careful to make sure, I guess, his, his internal motives, not just what he was seen to do externally in life, but actually that his motives internally, his heart lined up with that. And his ambition was to please God. And so, again, makes me ask another question, which is, well, how do I do that? How do I live? How do we live if you're a Christian? How do you live in such a way as to please God? And I think a few things come to mind. One is this, accept his gift of love and grace. And I think that's our starting point for pleasing God. The Bible says that there's more rejoicing before the angels. In other words, God rejoicing, celebrating, God um, bringing pleasure to God, pleasing God, when we accept his gift of love and grace and forgiveness in the gospel, what God's done for us. You see, as, as a father, if I give a gift to my children and they sort of came back and said, well, do you know what, that's great and everything, but we'd really like to contribute towards it. We'd like to pay for some of it or, or whatever. I'd be like, no, 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 it's a gift. Please just receive it and enjoy it. I take pleasure in giving to you. And, and it's the same with God. I think that we bring pleasure to our Father's hearts when we receive the outrageous grace, forgiveness, love, mercy of God that we see in the gospel, that we see in Jesus, what he's done for us. And we live out from that place as well. So our seeking to please God isn't a duty-driven thing. It's not to make God love us or accept us. It's because we know that we are deeply loved by God and then we love God in return and, 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 and live in that way. And so it's not a duty-driven thing. The reason I want to please my wife, Jean, and I want to please her, isn't because I feel I ought to or I should do or it's an onerous thing. It's because I love her. And so I want my life to line up with that and live in a way that pleases her. So number one, accept his gift of love and grace and forgiveness and live in the good of that. I think the second thing to please God is pay attention, listen to him, um, to what Jesus says, walk in his way, seek to put into practice the things Jesus says. In Ephesians, Paul writes this in 5.10, he says, try to learn what is pleasing to the Lord, what is pleasing to God. Well, how do we learn what is pleasing to God? Well, read the Bible, read the Gospels, read what Jesus says, read what Paul writes in Ephesians. In fact, Ephesians 4 and 5 is not a bad place to start to see 
um, to, to read about how, how we live in a way that brings uh, that, that pleases God with our lives in, in the way that we live following him. So pay attention, I think, to God. Listen to what he says. Seek to put into practice by the grace of God what he calls us to and, and the way he calls us to live. And the third thing I think is this, is live um, for, for God's well done. Um, in, in, in verse 10 here, it talks about actually there's going to be a, a time where even as Christians, we're going to stand before God and our our lives, there's going to be a judgment and um, our motives, what's sat behind the way that we've lived will be revealed. Everything will be revealed. It says, let's read verse 10, it says, for we must all appear. I mean, Paul includes himself in that. We must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ so that each one may be recompensed for their deeds in the body according to what they've done, whether good or bad. And this sense of things being made visible one day giving an account to God and the judgment seat here he says and put like I said Paul includes himself in it and and you may think but I thought there was no um, judgment I thought Jesus took our judgment on the cross and yes he did there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Romans 8 we are saved by grace not by our works that it's a gift of God it's everything he's done for us and so this isn't a judgment leading to condemnation it's not that judgment to loss of salvation um, but leading to either reward or loss and Paul writes in 1 Corinthians about this in 1 Corinthians chapter 3 uh, verses 10 to 15 and, and do have a, have a read of that and in verse 14 he talks about um, when he talks about the way that we're building and the materials we're kind of building with as a metaphor for, for, for how we go about um, living the Christian life and, and, and doing the things that God calls us to and he says that if our work remains, um, that one day it'll be tested by fire. If our work remains, there's a reward. You receive a reward. And then in verse 15, he says, If anyone's work is burned up, they will suffer loss, but they themselves will be saved. So reward and loss. Um, so it's a, it's a reality here. I think it's meant to be a, a sobering thing. I think it's meant to be a... In fact, he goes on, therefore, in verse 11, knowing the fear of the Lord, I think that... It's meant to be um, put something of the healthy, uh, clean fear of God into us. This sense of, yeah, one day uh, yeah, things will come to light. My motives, the way I've lived. And so, Lord, help me to live in such a way that is pleasing to you. Help me to live in a way and live for your well done. You know, that, that Jesus said that, you know, living for that um, well done, good and faithful servant. And I think Paul lives his life in light of that as well. And in, to please God, accepting his gift of love and grace, paying attention to what he says and seeking to walk in his ways and then living for God's well done. I just want to end on a prayer from Colossians um, chapter 1 verse 9 to 10. I think it's a good prayer to pray for ourselves today uh, and also others. It says this, we have not ceased to pray, Paul says, for you and to ask that you may be filled with the knowledge of his will in all spiritual understanding so that you will walk in a manner worthy of the Lord, to please him in all respects, bearing fruit in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God. That's my prayer for myself today. It's my prayer for you today. And I hope this has been helpful to you. It's good to be with you. See ya.